Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered for your LB One Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. Welcome to IDP Nation. I am your co-host, Hollywood Titan, and I'm joined by my co-host, at Kyle Bellafuel. What's going on, Kyle? What's happening, Hollywood? Glad to be back, man. Been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a few days. It's been a as as the kids would say, it's been a minute. Been a minute. Um, we kind of got off track and uh the Super Bowl happened and all that good stuff. So uh it feels good to be back. I've missed this. Yeah, for sure, man. Always always enjoy talking football and uh hanging out, man. Yep, a lot going on, but you know, life happens, right? Yep, and and I still don't have Dan here to tell me what to do or how to act. I can do whatever. So, you know, all's good there. That's a win-win in itself. So, um, uh, we, we still miss Dan. He's doing the, uh, home, sure. he's doing the uh, virtual stuff and it's just too much for him right now. I get it when you're online, yep. all day, you don't want to sit at night and watch a computer. So we get that. Hopefully he'll come back pretty soon, but until then Kyle is hammering it down. Thanks Kyle for, uh, Filling in, love oh, it. Man. No. I mean, you've done a great job. So, no, thanks, man. I appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate you having me on, man. It's a lot of fun. You got some big shoes to fill, cause uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. When I'm in one of these moods, Dan's here to reel me in. So if you don't reel me in, this is on you. You know, you let me go wild. This is all on you, bud. That's not a strength of mine. I'm I'm usually <laughs> the one that's just let it roll. So. <laughs> I'm, not much of a reeler. Uh, it's, all, it's all right. You know, we would be fun about, though. Oh, well, I don't know how much fun it is if you're in dance shoes. So uh, for me, it's pretty damn fun because I love it. But yeah, uh, whatever. Hopefully, I won't call you a dirty rotten. You know what? You like I did dance. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, there's always time, right? Lots of it. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll be back uh, hopefully pretty soon. Don't know what he's got going on with his teaching and all that, but uh, I'm sure everybody misses him but me because I'm having the time of my life right now. I'm, this is like the life of Riley right now, So and I'm Riley, so, hey, I'm leaving it up. But uh, you, you know deep down somewhere you miss Dan, though. Do I, though? <laughs> oh, let's see. You know, that would require you to have this thing I hear about called feelings. And, you know, that's from what I hear, that's like a whole deal. And I just don't know that I have that in me, but uh, whatever. We'll see. But uh, yeah, screw you, Dan. <laughs> so let's get rolling. We have an action packed night. No guest tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can handle a guest tonight with what all we've got going on. Um, our main event's going to be lit. We've got a ton of listener questions. Questions, And thank you to everyone because when we uh, posted this, I did not expect this many questions. So Awesome uh, stuff. Yeah, they've been coming left and right. So uh, we'll get as many of those as we can. Um, 
before we get to all that, let's get into the news and notes. I know it's been a, a little bit, uh, so we'll start right from the top. Tampa Bay Buccaneers win Super Bowl 55. Um, I didn't expect it to be quite the blowout, 31-9. to I thought it would be a lot closer. But I have to toot my horn here because I said back this time, well, about a week from now, this time last season, when Brady went to Tampa Bay, I was like, if he gets to the Super Bowl, he's winning this thing. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, I hear you. I got you. He might not make it to the the Super Bowl. I get it. (laughs) But if he does, book it because he ain't going to lose. I'm telling you, right? He's not going to lose being the first time a team has had a home game at a Super Bowl. He's not going to lose his first Super Bowl without Belichick and the Patriots. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Did I see him getting there? No. Honestly, I didn't think he would get there. I thought somebody would beat him. But I knew that if he did, wrap it. Wrap it. What do you think about the Super Bowl, Kyle? Yeah, it was uh it wasn't what I expected either. I, I certainly uh, didn't expect 31-9. Um the the Chiefs offensive line injuries showed up with Eric Fisher getting hurt and them having to shuffle the, the offensive yeah. line around. You know, Tampa was was able to get a lot of pressure just with their defensive linemen with uh JPP and uh Shaq Barrett and, and Sue. They got plenty of pressure and they kept their safeties back to to prevent the big play to Hill and I mean Hat tip to them that they uh, they had a game plan, executed it, and they gave Mahomes all kinds of problems. So on defense and the offense did what they had to do, right? Brady to Gronk like they've been doing forever, just in different jerseys. So right, right, right. And honestly, I thought Kansas City would play this close, regardless. I thought they'd be up late, and I thought Tom Brady would throw the game winner. That's kind of where my thought process was. Um, but man, right out the gate. You know, that second or third series or whatever it was, I was like, mm, Gronk's going to be a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, he's not done a whole lot during the season. But that's not why you brought him to Tampa Bay. That's not why TB12 said, hey, Gronk, pass yeah. up that 24-7 belt you got and come down here to Tampa. Because he knew when the when it was on the line and when it mattered, he knew his guy would be there and – you know, two touchdowns in the first half. Right. I don't know that he's not the Super Bowl MVP, and, and there's many players. You know, Devin White had a game. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be there. Shaq Barrett. How about Ndamukong Zoo? One yep. and a half sacks. Yep. You know, it, it's hard to say that he wasn't MVP of the game. So many options, but I get it. They're going to give it to Brady because he's right. <laughs> it's a quarterback-driven league. That's just where it is. But yep. I did not see a 31-9 blowout by any means. No, I didn't either. Um, Mahomes was running running for his life the whole game, and he did what he, as much as he could to keep plays going and spinning and running, and it just wasn't there for him. It's it, it's kind of, you know it's a little disappointing to see that offense sputter like that in the big game because they wanted to see the the dueling uh, offenses quarterback stuff but it is what it is Tampa Bay played a hell of a game and and uh, certainly earned it yeah and not to to dwell on it too much I get it um, 
you know, they had some injuries on that offensive line that hurt them. Yep. Um, and that's just things you have to deal with. With Fisher being healthy, not having that torn ACL, does that make a difference? I'm sure it does, but there's always these types of injuries and things that happen. So, yeah. you know, you can't really dwell on it. The penalties, that's a big thing. Penalties were penalties were big. And I, big and I get it. Penalties were huge in the first half, but if you look at the second half, these penalties weren't there. And yeah. the fact that, you know, the first half they were, and some of them were kind of questionable. Um, but even in the second half when these penalties – seemed to disappear, Kansas City still couldn't score a touchdown. They didn't score right. a touchdown the whole freaking game. The whole game for four quarters. So, yep. I think there was opportunities there for them to get back in it. I just, you know, the t- sometimes when you play a, a ball game, the tone is set early. You can feel it. You can see it. Yep. And um, somebody asked me, we were talking about it the other day. I don't remember who it was. And I'm like, it may have been you. And I'm like, look. Tampa Bay gets – if they beat Green Bay and go to the Super Bowl, you can wrap this. First of all, Tom Brady's not going to lose this. He's not going to lose the first time ever a team has had a home game, an actual home game, Super yeah. Bowl. He's not going to do it. He just had too much on the line. And you see why he brought Gronkowski and You see why he brought Antonio Brown in. Yeah. And, and really, that wasn't even the story. It was that freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense. Yeah, they were awesome. They freaking brought it, and they've been bringing it for the last mm-hmm. few weeks. You know, you even go back into the regular season, forget the postseason, back, what, 14, 15, 16, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, here coming up. But, <laughs> you know, those last three, four, you know, two, three weeks of the regular season and this postseason, that defense, man, was freaking legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a really good defense, and – they showed up in the big game, that's for sure. They had a game plan executed. Like I said, they got pressure with just their D-line, so they didn't have to blitz as much as they regularly do. So right. they made it hard on Mahomes, and they didn't – They, uh, you know, they kept their safeties back to prevent the big play to Terry Kill. And, um, you know, Kelsey did a little – obviously did some damage with his stuff, but, you know, it was they, – they had a game plan executed, and Tampa played a hell of a game and um, definitely deserved it. So yep. Brady, gets a, Brady gets another one. He gets another one, baby. TB12, don't doubt him. Every time you guys doubt him, it just fuels that fire. So, right. right. Um, but enough of that mess. We'll move along here. Um, going to skip around here a little bit. Um, so the there's rumors swirling in Houston that the Texans could trade JJ Watt. We all know the craziness that's surrounding uh, Deshaun Watson right now. Mm-hmm. He's saying he's not playing. They're saying, you know, we're not giving up on him. But J.J. Watt, we know the injury history. And with these issues surrounding Deshaun Watson, could do you see J.J. Watt going somewhere else? I, I do. I mean – He's at the point in his career where he wants to play for a contender, and you know he, yeah. he he's got he's got some couple years left, and you know he can really really help a defense, help a team, and obviously Houston is there's something going on there. Bill right. Brown, I mean he's, he's chasing the championship. Let's <laughs> right. let's so, face it. Yeah, I could definitely see 
him uh, going somewhere in somewhere that's needs needs some help on the defense line or you know is, is looking for that that next piece on the defense and locker room guy to really get get it going for him and uh, he needs to go play for a contender too. He's got two I mean, years I left. Think, and... I think the days of these players finishing their career with one team. A la Derek Jeter with the with the New York Yankees. A la, um, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> my brain's locking up, but whatever player has played one year with a team, and we've seen this coming in the past. Joe Montana eventually got pushed to Kansas City. You know, even Peyton Manning eventually went to the Denver Broncos. Tom Brady. He eventually went to Tampa Bay. So uh, I think the days of being committed to one team is over. I, especially if you still have a lot left in the tank. You know, LaDainian Tomlinson left the Chargers, went to the Jets. I just don't think you're going to see Michael Jordan went to the Wizards. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, how crazy is that? I just don't think the days of – Going back to this, Derek Jeter with the Yankees forever, I think those days are probably gone. You know, there's questions around your guy Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love, you know. And I'm a firm believer, maybe 20 years ago I didn't believe this, but nowadays with what everything that's going on, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. You know, the coach can say one thing, the player can say one thing, the GM can say one thing. But if there's a shadow of a doubt nowadays, there's probably a good chance there's some fire behind that smoke because you can't have smoke without the fire. So, right. right. Well, then, you, you know, I know they got the new coach coming into Houston and hopefully he gets things righted there. But I mean, it's just been, you know, a lot of disarray there in Houston the last few years. So that probably has uh, quite a Which, bit to do with him looking to move on to, you know. Right. Don't ready, get me. Ready. Oh, go ahead. Don't get me wrong. I love it. See, <laughs> see you, Deshaun. See you, JJ. You, you all go somewhere else. I'm happy to see that. But uh, you know, the new, the new head coach is, uh, from what I've seen, he's reached out, and Deshaun's yeah. not uh, replied back. So, right. you know, you're firing equipment managers, and JJ Watt spoke out about that. You know, that's that's like an unwritten rule. You don't do that. You don't fire your equipment managers. I don't care if they've been there for 20 years and five head coaches. That's something you kind of don't do. So, right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on in Houston right now. A lot. Of, yeah. That's, that's a, there's a lot to do with him probably wanting to get out of there too and wanting to go. Well, I'm going to play for a contender at this point is pretty right. big thing too. But for JJ, why would you want, you know, why would you not, you know, do you yeah. want to go play with your brother, JJ, or both of your brothers actually? Yeah. Up there in Pittsburgh, yeah. do you want to go somewhere else and chase a ring? Uh, I get it when you've put your heart and soul into a team and it just you've not won, and that kind of tells me that he knows he has limited years left. Right. Uh, he's wanting that ring, and that's what you play for, really. I mean, it's not about the money or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're really wanting that ring. So that kind of tells me he's looking for a chance to get that championship that's eluded him for so long. So um, 
just curious to see where he'll land. With the injury history and what he's being paid, I think they, if they get the right deal, they kind of move on from him. Yeah, definitely could see that. Absolutely. Um, Ravens outside linebacker Matt Judon is reportedly re- uh, going to seek $20 million per year in free agency. And that seems, man, that seems like a lot for him. Um, but he was really the Ravens' best pass rusher, so I can kind of see him holding them over the barrel like, look, I was your best guy. <laughs> you know, you're going to pay me what you want or I'm going elsewhere. Right. Don't know that he gets that elsewhere, but you never know. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been pretty productive the last few years. And like you said, he's been there, probably their best pass rusher. So, so you know, after uh, he's, he's had what he had six sacks this year, he had nine and a half sacks in 2019. Um, you know, so he's, he's played well and he's looking to cash in and for a team looking for a pass rusher. So, We'll see. I don't know if he'll get it, like you said, but I guess we'll find out who's looking for a pass rusher and where they have them, you know, on their board as far as free agents. So, all right, be, and we're, we're we're closing in on that. I think it's sometime first of March, I believe. I saw when that free agency opens up. Yeah, sounds could, right. Yeah, I could I could be wrong on that, but I think it's end of February, first of March. So, we're closing in on that. Plenty of time to get on that stuff. Yep. Um, one, two more things here. The NFL expects the 2021 salary cap to be 185 million, which I think is pretty high considering what they expected it to be. Um, if that's the case, I think that helps a number of teams. I know there's some teams that are still strapped against the cap, and I don't. I really don't understand all that. I wish we had a uh, our guy. Uh, uh, Waltner on from the capology. He's a man. He is a genius when it comes to this stuff. He can reel it in and tell you what, who's doing what and what this means. But uh, I got to think 185 million is higher than they expected. I got to think that helps all these teams right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep. Yeah, definitely agree. It's probably more than they expected. And uh, yeah. Yep. Um, definitely don't know the ins and outs of the cap, but uh, I, I'm with you on it. I definitely think it helps them. Right. And then our last piece before we get going to what everybody's looking for, uh, the last piece is um, some sad news, actually. The passing of legendary great head coach Marty Schottenheimer the past few days. Uh, man, he was he's such a freaking good coach. Um, I hate to hear that. Uh, coach with the Chiefs, the Broncos. I uh, can't remember. I think he coached somewhere else, but I can't remember where it is. Um, a winner wherever he went, you know, just uh, sad to see those guys pass like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sad to see a coach that went a lot of places, won a lot of games. Um, yeah, definitely sad news. And I think that ends our news and notes. Before we get to our main event, we got to do some we got to do some promoting, you know, this stuff ain't free. we got some cost, you know, as everybody finds out when they do podcasting or radio shows or TV shows, you know, you got some cost that you got to cover. So you look out for the sponsors and partnerships uh, and our sponsor action 24 seven sports. Um, 
betting site is a locally owned betting site out of Nashville. Uh, it's for the people, by the people of Tennessee. Uh, unfortunately, you have to live in the state of Tennessee to be able to use it and bet, but we have a lot of followers from here in the state, so um, lots of good stuff going on. They're doing all kinds of promotions. They're doing all kinds of local visits at bars and stuff in Nashville and the surrounding areas. I'm trying to get them to come up here to Morristown uh, and do something so I can go see them. Uh, but this week, you know, um, we're kind of a couple days behind. So starting tomorrow, they're doing a basketball parlay with insurance, build a six-leg parlay on a basketball games, get a 20% refund if it doesn't hit. I mean, who does that? You do a six-leg parlay and it doesn't hit, and they'll give you 20% of it back if it doesn't hit if you got this insurance. That's just crazy. Um you know, Saturday they're doing a soccer soccer parlay insurance, four-leg parlay. You get the insurance, 20% refund. Saturday, the MMA, you know, for all you uh, UFC and fighters and stuff like that, bet on every fight, the entire card, and get your average losing stake back. And then on Sunday they're doing a bet on the winner of the Australian Open match. These guys, man, they cover everything. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, MMA, tennis. You can bet on dart throwing. You can bet on you can bet on ping pong. I mean, they cover it. Such a good side. I've been on there numerous times. Very simple to use. Um, I mean, it's just so easy to use. It's so clean. And even if you don't like to bet real money, they have a free version where you can win money, you can win prizes. Just go in there, submit your picks, you know, and uh, hopefully you'll win one. And then, like right here, giveaways. You know, Valentine's weekend. Here we go, the ultimate sports date night. They're going to be running a giveaway on social media starting tomorrow. Well, actually Tuesday, starting today. So they started today, but... The winning couple gets a Tennessee team jersey for both people. Their choice could be Preds, Grizzlies, Titans, or any Tennessee college, you know, Tennessee Vols football, Tennessee Vols basketball, baseball, whatever. Um, dinner at one of our partner bars or restaurants and some other Valentine's goodies courtesy of Action 24-7. So it's not only about you. It's also they're going to rip, they're going to help your significant other I mean, this is a couple's package right here. I mean, they're doing so – I mean, you can't even keep up with this. You know, Action 24-7 is the only sports book in the state that accepts cash. They have a, more than 100 locations across the state where you can make cash deposits or withdrawals. Um, man, every week they're doing something special, and I would be remiss if I didn't – be a little selfish here. Help us out at IDP Nation. You know, we do have some cost with, you know, our podcast loading and stuff like that. So if you will use the promo code HOLLYWOOD100, all capital, HOLLYWOOD100, up to $100, oh, excuse me, up to $150, if you'll make your deposit, use that promo code, they will match it. So... I mean, it's a win-win right now. So many things going on. Uh, use the promo code at Hollywood100 and uh, get your match and do that. 
and get your uh, get in on all these prizes. Follow me on Twitter. You know, I'm retweeting everything they do. You can follow them at Action Action 24-7. If you don't want to follow me, you can follow them. So many things going on. We've had a couple of listeners that's uh, joined, and they love it. I mean, it's a simple site. It's really clean, easy to use. Uh, so, you know, if you're a gambling type or you just want to play for free, go join them, help us out, and cover all that. Um I wish you could use it, Kyle, but you're up, <laughs> you're up there in the great north, you know. I'm up here in the cold. Oh, it's awesome though. Quite the, uh, quite quite the options there. Lots of lots of different uh, yeah. games to bet on and opportunities. Pretty cool stuff. But yeah, I'm up here in the cold, so I can't. But get it on the action if you can. Yeah, I, I wish <laughs> I was in the cold. I love the cold. <laughs> um, we'll get on that another day. We got a lot to talk about. But yeah, yeah. Um, I know our one of our listeners, Sean. He follows us everywhere, does everything, everything we do. He's joined. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Uh, be like Sean and join and get your uh, goodies and enter for this. They gave away TVs for the Super Bowl and everything else. I mean, they're constantly giving away good stuff. So uh, enough about that. So now here we go. This is what we all been waiting for. This is what we've been tweeting about all night. The main event. And I've got to wet my whistle because this is this is going to be good right here. <laughs> yeah, you got to get ready for the fire, man. <laughs> you know, I tweeted this out that we were recording tonight, and it took off like freaking gangbusters. And it didn't hit me till just you know a couple hours before you. I think you asked me what are we going to talk about tonight. I was like, <laughs> You know what? Let's do this. You know, this is something that had been happened four or five, six weeks ago. Somebody had mentioned and it's been in the back of my mind. So I thought, you know what? The season's over. The Super Bowl's done. Now's as good as time as any. So tonight, for the main event, we're going to do linebacker one discussion. That's right. Who's the LB1? Fantasy. And I know a lot of people get confused or get, they think differently. They're thinking actual NFL, they're thinking, or they're thinking straight fantasy. So there's some discussion, but we are a fantasy show. So we're going to stick with the fantasy side. Um, so, I mean, you know, our questions, we'll get to your listener questions here in a minute. So let's go ahead and hit the main event. Then we'll get to those linebacker L1 discussion. And I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start from one to five. I, I kind of went back and forth five to one, one to five, but I'm going to go one to five. Kyle, you can give your one to five and then we'll kind of break them down. And then okay. our, our listener questions is kind of lit us up tonight. So, um, <laughs> So one to five for me, and I, tw I tweeted this a few weeks ago. My new number one is Devin White. Then I'm going to go Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, Blake Martinez, Zach Cunningham. Now I know we were, 
we're not writing our top five, but me and Kyle kind of talked about this. We're going to do the top five. I think that's my top five right now. Uh, Go ahead and give your top five, and then we'll kind of get into this. Sure. Pretty similar. Um, (laughs) Number one, I have Devin White as well. Number two, uh, Darius Leonard. Mm. Number three, Roquan Smith. Uh, number four will be Blake Martinez. And number five for me is my boy, Fred Warner. Okay. Cool. So that's, that's where we differ, I guess, that last one. Well, we had a little different order. Um, yeah, well, a little different order at the top. Yeah. Well, after the top. Right. Um, I know some of our, some of our listener questions have uh, lit a fire under our asses, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> If you've been following me and Kyle on Twitter, you can kind of see some of this stuff. Um, actually, I love that you agree with me, Kyle, on Devin White. <laughs> yep. Uh, and w- we will get to him in just a minute. Um, you had Roquan at two? I had him at three. I have Darius Leonard at two. Okay, so this is where I want to go here. Here's where I want to go. I want to touch on Devin White at one here in just a minute and maybe I'm just off whack here Um, because I think it needs some really good insight for me I have Devin White and Roquan ahead of Darius for a couple of reasons I think what they have shown with their teams and what is surrounding them, they are a little better fantasy-wise than Darius. Darius, for me, is still probably maybe the top linebacker, but when you are adding options such as DeForest Buckner in front of you, I think that's kind of took away from his value because – Team-wise, he's not having to do it all anymore. Does that make sense to you? Well, I get what you're saying. They're adding, adding to the defense. It's it's shaping up to be a different defense than it was when he originally came in the league a couple years ago. Um, I, I get it. Um, you know, the, the Roquan, Darius, the Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard argument, you're not going to get much of an argument out of me because – I, I'm a big fan of both. I think they're both Smith and fans. Leonard is really close, is it not? Right, it is. I, and you know, I have Leonard at two, Roquan Smith at three. I'm happy with either of them on my team. I think they're both fantastic. They're both young linebackers. They've both missed a few games in their career. I mean, so they, you know, they they're both studs in my book, and I'm happy to have either of them. I just uh, I just give Leonard a little bit of the tick because I'm a huge fan of his. I, I was a huge fan of Roquan Smith coming out of Georgia as well, and he's really, really turned it on this year. You know, he almost had 100 solos this year. He had, what, 98, I believe? Um, yeah, he had 18 tackles for loss. So, I mean, he really made an impact. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're really not going to find much of an argument on me to have Roquan or, or Darius Leonard flip there. Um, I have Leonard at two. I could easily move Rokon Smith to two at some point as well. Uh, I think they're both fantastic young linebackers and expect uh, big production out of them for years to come here. So, 
Right. And this was hard for me to decide how I wanted to go one through five or five through one. So we're, my apologies, we're going to bounce back here. Um, I got Roquan at two. I think he's, and I think Devin White and Roquan jump Leonard because of the talent around them. And I know people are going to roast me over Devin White, but I think he jumps Roquan because of overall talent and game. So I guess I got to explain myself here. Um, Darius Leonard, I think, regardless of the talent around him or the scheme, I think most would agree that Darius Leonard is the LB1 NFL-wise. Now, when you go to fantasy, I think Roquan Smith, just a tad younger, if I'm correct, but he has less around him as far as a linebacking core and that front four than what Darius Leonard has, which I think limits Leonard's opportunities. For Devin White, he probably has one of the best teams around him as anybody. Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vey, uh, Indomicon Sue, even Levante David. Who's going to be a free agent. It, right, but I'll get into this, and this is where I'm going with this. Devin White, even with all that talent, even on the back end with Antoine Winfield and those guys, he's still the LB1 in fantasy right now. Yeah. I, I have him at one as well. Um, it's new for me. I had Leonard at one for the longest time, and I I have White at, White at one as well. I think uh, he really took it to the next level this year. I mean, what, 140 tackles, 97 solos, nine sacks. I mean, right. nine sacks, man. 15 tackles for loss and nine sacks. That's big time, you know. And we're, and we're talking here. We're chatting here. We're discussing. We're breaking it down. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're Blake Martinez fan. You're <laughs> hating on him. No, I'm not hating on Blake. <laughs> you know, Blake is my number four. Um, you know, he went, he received all the hate in Green Bay. You know, Rogers coming back. His numbers are going to dip. Nope, they didn't. Oh, he's going to the Giants. His numbers are going to dip. A new team. Nope, they didn't. You know what Blake is? He's nothing flashy, <coughs> nothing flashy, but he's going to give you 150 tackles every single freaking year. Anything outside of that, sacks, interceptions, forced fumbles, recoveries, that's a bonus. I'm taking that as a bonus. You give me that 150 tackles every year, I'm locked in. Um, and then my number five is Zach Cunningham, <laughs> which our questions will get to this. Uh, I, I I think he's locked in as a top five guy. Um, but getting back to Devin White, and th- this is what really kind of sparked this. Devin White, for me, people are going to say, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard. I get it. I'm not hating Darius Leonard. Um, I think injuries kind of 
get him the last year or so. But you got different talent around him. You've got a divorce Buckner. You've got a Bobby O'Reilly. You've got uh, a Walker next to him at linebacker. Um, you got uh, oh, what is it, Glover up front? What are we talking oh. for Indianapolis Glover? Uh, well, up front they got DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner, somebody else, Glover. I want to say Andrew Glovner, but that's not right. But anyway, they got somebody else up front, a veteran. And I think that takes away from Darius Leonard. The reason that I have Devin White number one, Roquan had what a three or four week stretch there towards the end of the season where he just lit up everybody with the tackles, the interceptions. And that's fine. I think that kind of pushes him ahead of Darius Leonard. But for me, my new LB1 is Devin White. And and let's go back and look here. We'll start week 12. It was uh, Grover Stewart. That's who we were. That's yeah, who we Grover were Stewart. That's who I'm thinking of. Thank you, you threw me off with the Glover. But, yeah, Grover yeah, Stewart. Yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, this is where Dan's like, you, you bastard. Pay attention. Thank you, Kyle. You've earned your money tonight. Yeah, hey, man, I ain't good for much, but I got you. Hey, I got you, brother. Love you. So let's start at week 12. And I, I'm trying to give you my breakdown of Devin White, why he's the new number one. You start at week 12. Kansas City. How appropriate is that? Okay. Right, right. So week 12 against Kansas City. Here's what we got. He has 12 total tackles, nine solos. Okay. Week 13, he missed. By week. He was that with an injury. Yeah. By week. Week 14, nine tackles, seven solos. Week 15, 12 tackles, 10 solos. Week 16. Four tackles for loss, three sacks, too. Yes, yes. And two pass deflections. Right. Week 16, 10 tackles, 10 solos, one sack, two TFLs. I mean, he was all over the place. Now you're starting the postseason. He didn't play in week 17. Week 18, you come back, week 19 versus New Orleans, 11 tackles, 10 solo, one TFL. One interception, one pass deflection, one forced or fumble recovery. Come back against Green Bay. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> 15 right. combined tackles, nine solos, one fumble recovery. We, and then you go to the Super Bowl against Kansas City again, where this all started. 12 tackles, eight solo, two TFLs, one interception, one pass deflection. Down the stretch, when you look at week 12, and you could probably even go back further than that, and I'm looking at it right now, like week 11 against the Rams, nine tackles, five solo. Week uh, 10, six tackles, four solo. That's kind of an iffy, but you go back the week before that, New Orleans, 14 tackles, seven solos. I mean, the numbers are there, but I – this is where I'm focusing. Week 12 against Kansas City. 
the last time that Tampa Bay lost. And mind you, he's played 100% of the snaps every game that he played. If he suited up and was on the field, he played 100% of the snaps. And he also played roughly, I'm looking here, he played roughly 15% of the snaps on special teams. Devin White down the stretch from a week 12. 12, 9, 12, 10, 11, 15, and 12 tackle totals. In the regular season, he had two, he had no interceptions. In the postseason, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. He has solidified himself as the LB number one going. He has the age, he has the talent. He has the team around him. Yep. For me, it's a no-brainer, and I didn't think I would even go that far because, I, you know, I love Darius Leonard. But I think Darius Leonard with DeForest Buckner and that guys around him, you're like, well, look at what Tampa Bay has, which is true. And, and how many times do you say this, Kyle? You have an LB1 on a team, a Leonard. Cunningham, um, whatever team, whatever linebacker you want to say, most of the time when you have an LB1 on a team, your LB2 is not good or as good. But Devin White has Levante David as his LB2, who is no slouch. And he's still putting up these freaking numbers. for, For me, Devin White, Clear cut, no doubt about it. LB one. Yeah, no, he's my, he's my LB one as well. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Devin White love lately on the Twitterverse, and uh, rightfully so. He's stepped up big for Tampa this year down the stretch. He's fantastic. Um, he gets it done all over. Impact plays, tackles, you name it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got it all. Um, like you said, uh, I actually have. You had Blake Martinez at four. I have Martinez at four as well. Um, he went to the Giants, and he just kept on doing what he was doing um, in Green Bay. Uh, another 150 tackle season. Um, Blake's, like you said, not flashy. Doesn't have a ton of splash plays, but he's just a tackle machine, and um, he's just going to keep doing it. He's durable. He's out there every snap. Um, plays hurt. Plays through it. Uh, he's reliable. Rock steady. Um, and then I had the, the one different player I had from you was I had Fred Warner at five. Um, I'm just a huge, been a huge Fred fan since he came to the league. Um, you know, he's just, uh, I think he's just a fantastic linebacker um, fantasy wise and in the real NFL um, since his rookie year, he's had um, hundred tackle seasons each year, 124 total as a rookie, 118 his second year and 125 this year um, played all 16 games every year. Um, he gets it done against the run. He gets it done in coverage, and I mean, he's still young. And I think, um, I think he's gonna continue to just, just keep producing for that San Francisco defense. And definitely a player uh, I want on my team. I can never, I can generally never own enough Fred Warner. That's for sure. <laughs> big, big fan of his game. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of different players that could be in the discussion. Um, a lot of your linebackers in the league. Um, 
lot of these guys are young and, and producing and, you know, there's going to be another rookie class incoming. That's going to shake things up down the road here. And, um, it's a lot of good debate whenever you're talking linebackers and IDP, that's for sure. Absolutely. Love to hear the different thoughts, the different views, the different aspects of us in the fantasy industry. Because I think, you know, when you take the fantasy aspect out of it, I think everybody kind of agrees, you know, Darius Leonard's the cream de la creme of linebackers. Uh, but when you break it down as far as fantasy, I think it changes a little bit. Um, I think with what they have with the force Buckner in front of him, um, Grover, that helps what they're building, you know, with Anthony Walker, with Bobby O'Creaky, Ariki. I think the talent around him, especially the addition of DeForest Buckner, I think that more than any one player affected Darius Leonard more than anything. Um, and then I think when you look at Devin White, how impressive is it that he has a Levante David playing next to him? How impressive is it that he has JPP, Shaq Barrett, Vita Bay, mm-hmm. and Sue, and he's still putting up these type of numbers? So I know a lot of people get – view skewed and I do it as well you have to separate reality NFL from fantasy and I think when you do that and you go back and look at what Devin White has done especially down the stretch and I started at week 12 because that's the last time that Kansas City lost or Tampa Bay lost was to Kansas City excuse me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Six of those seven games, he had double-digit tackles. The one game he didn't, he had nine tackles. He had no interceptions during the regular season. In the postseason, he had two interceptions. He had two pass deflections. And I think we have seen Devin White elevate his game to another level, and I don't think we've seen the best from him yet. I think we need to get you a Devin White jersey. Hey, somebody send me one. I will wear that. <laughs> I will hang it back here on my wall over my Titan stuff. It will happen. I, I, tell me I'm wrong, Kyle. Tell me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to. I'm well, not going to do it. Well, some people may tell me. We'll we'll get into that. Right. You know, Dan would probably argue me up and down just because he wants to be an asshole and he don't like me. But hey, <laughs> he's probably like, you know what? He's right, but I'm not going to agree with him. But whatever. <laughs> so it's. Uh, but really, I mean, do you think Darius Leonard has fallen behind Devin White and Roquan Smith? I think they're all close. I have. Like I said, I have Leonard at two, Roquan at three. I'm not going to argue either way. I wouldn't argue with Leonard at one and White at two. I really wouldn't. Um, I think they're all three of them are are just fantastic players, and um, there's just good years to come too. They're going to keep getting it done. So, 
Sam, with you, I think Smith and Leonard are close in group. Mm-hmm. But I think with what Devin White did from week 12 on, especially in the postseason. Everybody remembers what you just did, right? Exactly. What did you, lately, so. what did you did? Exactly. What did you do for me lately? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you break my heart yesterday? Did you tell me I'm the love of your life? Whatever, you know, that's what people remembers. And I don't think that what Devin White has done since week 12, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, then three weeks of the playoffs, that's the last nine weeks. And he has been dominant, without question. Yep. Roquan had that little stint there where he had the interceptions, the tackles, whatever for the Bears. Then he kind of disappeared. I know they weren't in the playoffs, but, you know, Leonard didn't make the playoffs. He's been the overall number one for the past two years. You know, I tweeted a few weeks back or almost a month back, I guess, Devin White's my new LB one, and I'm not hating it, and it's not close for me. He's my he's my number one too. I think this is a good segue to this first listener question that talks about your boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, Kyle. See, this is where Dan picks up. Good job, good job. <laughs> Dan, who we don't even know Dan anymore. No <laughs> um, yeah, our first listener question: Barry Baker at Barry Baker eight sixty four. 8664. And you know what? He's he's been in every single week. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. He wants to know which linebacker will be the first to fall out of the top 10. Devin White or Roquan Smith. Go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you go first because I'm dominating the conversation. I feel oh no, like. hey, it's all good, man. Um I said Roquan Smith. I I mean, I think they're both going to be in the top 10 for a while. Um, Devin White's my number one linebacker right now. So I have Roquan at three. So obviously I like Devin White a little more. And like you said, I think Devin White's just, he's been awesome and he's been great down the stretch. And uh, I, I would go with Roquan to be the first one. I think, I think Devin White is, uh, is just going to be there for a while. Yeah, and I'm, you know what, I'm with you because I don't, you want my honest opinion? I don't think either one of those guys, Devin White or Roquan Smith, I don't think either one of them fall out of the top ten. I really don't. Right, I don't either. And I, If I had to pick one, it would be Roquan, but I don't think either of them will, to be honest. For yeah, me. I mean, I'm with you. You're pointing a gun to my head, making me choose. Yep. I think it's Roquan. But even even then, I don't think that it's I don't think that it happens or if it if it does, it's really close. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you, Barry. You've chimed in each and every week. Thank you for listening. Love the question. Thanks, Barry. Yep. Uh, moving along here, our boy Jay Bow at Joe Bowen. 731. He wants to know is Mop, excuse me, <laughs> is Matt Milano a good enough player to not be landing spot dependent, assuming he gets a similar and healthy playing time? Does he stay in Buffalo? Does he get the same amount of reps? Does he get the same 
Does he stay healthy? Oh, man. I like Buffalo system because they reward tackles there. Um, does he – is he good enough player to be – to not be play uh, – landing spot de dependent? I don't think he is. You know, if he plays in Buffalo, if he play gets traded, for example, to Green Bay, uh, a team like that that rewards tackles highly – I think that's in his advantage. He goes somewhere else. That, that's a tough one, Kyle. I don't know that he's the same player or same fancy value in another team like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I'm a big Milano fan. I've always, I've always thought Milano was a pretty solid linebacker. Um, you know, I he's this year he was banged up. He had a really good 2019 where he, he had his first hundred tackle year. He actually had nine pass deflections that year too, um, which is getting it done in coverage. Uh, yeah, and, you know, he's played alongside Tremaine Edmonds since they drafted him, so he's played alongside another linebacker and he still produced. Um, you'd like to see him go to a good system because Buffalo is a good spot to be. That's a great spot for a linebacker and IDP for points. I think as long as he – I think he – he can he could do well in a lot of systems. I really do. I think he's a solid linebacker. Don't know that his numbers will be the same. Do they go up or down? But um, I'm rostering him for sure. I I think Milano's a good linebacker, and I think uh, I think he can do well somewhere. But um, okay, it, let me drop this. Okay, four years. He's a four year guy. Played all four years in Buffalo. Uh, 2017. 49 tackles, zero sacks, one interception. Next year, 2018, 78 tackles, one sack, three interceptions. 2019, 101 tackles, one and a half sacks, no interceptions. And he's played 13 or games more in all three of those seasons. Now, 2020. 45 tackles, major drop, career low, but he had three and a half sacks, mm -hmm. one interception, but he only played 10 games. He only started five, too. They, they cut his snaps way down when he came back, so he didn't. He only started five. You are correct. Right. Yeah. And they, you know, they were kind of and, keeping him on snap count. about snaps, you want to go from – he went from 41%, 73%, 86%. Then last year, he only played 30%. A major drop. Right. They were managing his uh, reps with that pec injury, I believe it was, this year. So, And I think back. so. I think you're right. But if, for me, I think if he leaves Buffalo or doesn't go to a team like Green Bay, for an example, mm -hmm. I think – Put him somewhere on a team where they don't reward tackles. I think his value takes a big hit. I mean, it would definitely take a take a little bump in my in my book too. But I, I think he's a solid linebacker. Um, be interested to see where he goes. Does he stay? I'd like to see him stay in Buffalo. I think they should do what they can to keep. Him. I think him and Edmonds are a good duo there um, for that defense. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where he goes. All right. 
Right. Good question there. Um, Very good question. And then, man, this is this is where Twitter lit fire tonight. Our boys started. Yeah, here it is. Instigator poking the bear. DFF trip, better known as Stat Monkey Boy, uh, back in the day for us at IDP Nation. He wants to know who is the most overrated. Overrated, if I could speak. Who is the most overrated linebacker going into 2021? Oh my God! Here we go. And why is it not? Why is it Zach Cunningham? <laughs> I, Kyle, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with him because I can't right now with Trip. I can't. I can't. <laughs> he struck a nerve with you there. Oh, he that. struck a nerve, and you know it's like one of those. You know, it's like a toothache. You kind of feel it. You know it's going to hurt, and then all of a sudden, bam! Nerve. Well, then he, he then he poured more fuel on the fire by oh, sending yeah. a, a cropped picture or a snapshot or whatever. Adams, oh no, it was just a picture Adam sent out. Adam IDP at Big Three of his mixed rankings without Zach Cunningham oh, in it. Just yeah. pouring fuel on the fire. Yeah, he had the top twenty. That's what it was. He had the top twenty-five, and it turns out Cunningham was twenty-six. And yeah, you yeah. know. Here I am walking through fire with gasoline shorts on <laughs> and trip and Adam man, they're provoking me. I told you, Kyle, don't poke the buyer. Don't poke the buyer. <laughs> well, I think Adam said pump the brakes, guys. I got him at 26, and he kind of faded out of the picture there. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, he, he's taking a back seat at 26, but I'm like, what? What? 26? Zach Cunningham at 26. What? That's crazy talk. Tell me I'm wrong, Kyle. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I kind of understand why people think Cunningham could be overrated. Oh, my God, Kyle. Don't do this to me. Don't do it. I, I'm Not that I don't like Cunningham, but he's been known to miss the tackle or two in his day. You know what? I'll give you that. He has been known to miss a tackle or two. He has been known to miss a player, too. Yeah. And those snap those snaps kind of went all over the place for a few weeks. I know they picked back up to finish the season, but um, there was a little dip in snaps there for a few weeks. So it just a couple red flags came up this year. There is, and I'll I will give you that. I will give you guys that. But last year, I predicted him to be the in the top five in fantasy. You did, and you in, did, and just about probably I'd have to go back and double check, but I think in eighty percent of my leagues, he was just that a top five fantasy IDP, a top five linebacker fantasy IDP, and did you not listen to what we said earlier in the show? Deshaun Watson wants no part of that team, and I know it's not IDP. He wants no part of Houston right now. They got rid of uh, Andre Hopkins. Yep. Watson wants out. There's rumors rumors swirling like crazy around J.J. Watt being gone. Other than Tyrell Adams, who was a godsend waiver wire for Houston and fantasy owners or fantasy managers, excuse me, other than that, what else does Houston have? Zach Cunningham 
is a top five legit IDP option. You're facing Derrick Henry twice a, twice a year. He's going to run it 20, 25 times right down your throat. So that's probably 10 plus tackles right there. You got Jonathan Taylor up there in Indianapolis. He he is just coming into his own, which is scary. He's probably going to give you 15, 20 carries right down your throat. You got James Robinson down there in Jacksonville. They got rid of Leonard Fournette. Now they got this kid coming in. You know what? Despite everything that's going on, and you want to cut JJ Watt out, you want to cut Deshaun Watson out. Even with them there, he was still a top five fantasy option last year. How can you not put him in your top five? Tell me I'm wrong, Kyle. Look, I mean, I get it. I do get it. He, he put up the numbers, and you called it, and he had a great year. He put I did. Up- he put up some, he, what, 100? Pat on the back, Pat on the back, man. Pat on the back, baby. Right? I, I, you know, I'm I'm torn both ways with it. I get it. I I mean, I, I guess all I was saying is I see the caution that some people have. I have a little myself with the missed tackle issues and the playing time dipping and the issues in coverage from time to time and, you know. But that's all. What's your main concern with him? I get it. The missed tackles, the playing time. Yeah, that's – that's that's definitely the, the biggest things for me, I would say. And I, you know, you know, we're ranking our top five. We had Devin White, we had Roquan Smith, we had Darius Slander, depending on the order. You got Blake Martinez, and despite what people say, you know how bad Green Bay missed him. Oh, I do. You know, you know, I, th- I thought it was funny a few years ago. Oh. You know, Aaron Rodgers would be back. He was hurt. He didn't miss a freaking beat. 150-plus tackles. Yep. Trade him to New York Giants. Oh, he can't do that. Guess what? 150-plus tackles. Yep. You can pencil Blake Martinez in for 150-plus tackles every year. Anything after that, sacks, interceptions, forced fumbles, recoveries, that's a bonus to me. Mm-hmm. Because in fantasy, those 150-plus tackles, that's huge. Yep. So, you know, I think that's my top four, but Zach Cunningham getting back to the story. Look what he did this year. He's a top five fantasy option at linebacker. And now you're going to take Deshaun Watson, their best offensive player away from them. You already traded DeAndre Hopkins away. Now you're going to take J.J. Watt possibly away, trade him somewhere else. Because I think that's happening. He's going to play somewhere else. I, I really believe that. Yeah, so, you know, with those weapons gone, Houston is going to be bad. Thank you. They're, go- they're going to be bad. <laughs> and makes, I think, I think you when you have a team that bad, the stars are kind of what aligning for Zach Cunningham. Right, I, I mean, the, the tackle opportunity certainly should be there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm dominating the conversation, Kyle. You're going to have to tell me shut the hell up well, like Dan. You're more passionate about Zach Cunningham than I am. Like I said, I pumped the brakes a little bit yeah, on him. I get it. I have I had a few more than you have. Ah. Well, hey, that's all right, man. <laughs> fun here. You're- this is why I like you more than I like Dan. <laughs> Dan who? Dan who? 
Oh no. Yeah, I said it, Dan Hoon. Dan Hoon. <laughs> anyway, Trip, you started this. We'll be in touch. Um, I, I don't think this conversation's over. It's not done. It's not over by any means. We need to <laughs> we need to move along here. Yep. Um, J Bell at Joe Bowen seven thirty one. He says, um, "Did Alex Smith show enough in Pittsburgh for the Steelers to let Bud Dupree walk?" And I'll let you go ahead. Um, Alex Highsmith, yeah, I, he, you know, there obviously was going to be a little drop off when Dupree got hurt. Being that Highsmith was a rookie, there's always a learning curve, right? Um, I was a, I was a big fan of Highsmith um, coming out of Charlotte. Uh, I, I like he, he is built for that three four outside linebacker in Pittsburgh. You know, the size yep. he is is he's a pass rusher. He's crafty. He's a high motor dude. He gets after it quick. Um, you know, he started off right, like I said, a learning curve. He had to. He, he got better as it as he got more reps. And um, actually, his last three games, he he started to string some some games together. He had over his last three, he had twenty two tackles, three thirteen solos, one sack, and four quarterback hits. So a nice finish for him there. Um, I don't know what kind of cap situation they're in. So, I mean, I I do think if they like what they saw towards the end of the season there when he got his feet under him and, and got adjusted to the NFL game and had a little bit of a nice finish. Um, they could, they could move on from Dupree and go that route um, and save a little money. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you're right. I, I agree with you on all that. Um, going back to my grading system over the last couple of years, two or three years, something I'm working on, not a finished product by any means. Um, but in his draft class, Alex Highsmith, according to my system, was a top five option. IDP overall, he was a top five option, nice. and he ranked right up there with Max Crosby, uh, who was also a top five guy. So, you know, some of the concern was Alex and I Smith in college. Who did he play the competition level? I get that. But he dominated that level like he should. Um now you put him against competition a little bit steeper, a little bit more intense. I think he held his own. Yeah. Um, I do think he showed enough for Pittsburgh to consider moving on. Right. But I don't know that it's them moving on from Dupree as Dupree moving on from them. Because as we all know, when free agency hits and money is flying like left and right, yeah, money talks and bullshit walks. Right. So, you know, I, I think Dupree kind of follows the money. You know, does right. he think Pittsburgh gives him the best chance to win a championship? I don't know. Does right. somebody offer him enough money? Tennessee? Whoever, because I'd like him in Tennessee, really. Um, do they offer him enough money to say, hey, 
we're building something here that's better than what you got. And here's the, here's the bankroll to prove it. Right. Does, does he chase the money? I don't know. Uh, a lot of times players like that, they do chase the money because you got to look at age. you got to look at when's their next payday coming. Uh, I think Dupree is high. His value is high as it's going to be right now. So I think he chases the money and leaves Pittsburgh. And if that's the case, then yes, Alex Highsmith it has shown enough for Pittsburgh to believe in him, especially when you have Hayward, Tewitt, uh, Devin Bush. TJ White Wade. on the other side just wreaking havoc. When you have that team, then it's easy for them to say, you know what, Dad Debris, go ahead and chase your money. Go ahead, get your payday. We're still good. So go get you some Alex Highsmith. Yes, yes. I think he's a great buy low. I think he's a great dynasty option for me. Yes, Alex Highsmith is a guy for you. Yep, I agree. Get you some Highsmith. Um, I I agree with all everything you said. I could see Dupree taking the money elsewhere, Um, even though he had the injury. People know he was produced. Um, Yeah, it's always nice when you're rushing opposite of guys like TJ Watt. You got Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tewitt. Tewitt, Devin Bush behind. You, Vince Williams yeah. behind you, yeah. Avery Williamson behind you. I mean, you know, uh, Edmonds in the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty loaded on defense. So, yeah, I, I, I do think Cosmith is a great option for you to buy right now. Yep. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Good job, Kyle. You survived another week. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, continuing on, man, we had so many good questions this week. Uh, Dynasty Santa at Dynasty Santa, he wants to know Dre Greenlaw outlook. Feel like he's screen, he's a screaming value at the moment. You know what? I kind of agree with that because everybody's on Fred Warner. You know, Nick Bosa. You're on those guys up front. I think you're right. I think Greenlaw is a great buy low option. I think his acquiring value, what you can invest, the value that you invest in him now, the return is going to be so greater than that. So, so yeah, I'm I'm in on Greenlaw. How about you, Kyle? I am as well. I'm in on Greenlaw. Um, Quan's Quan Alexander's gone now. Um, when Quan went out. When he was injured and stuff, uh, Greenlaw came in and and was really good for that defense. Um, Alexander's gone. I, I I think Greenlaw's a good linebacker. I think him and Fred Warner are really good tandem together. Um, I great question. And I agree. I think he the outlook is good. I think and I think he's a great value. Like like our dude Dynasty at Dynasty Santa says. So um, yeah, I'm in on Greenlaw. Definitely get you some. Awesome. Good job, Kyle. Good job. <laughs> All righty. Man, we, we've been active tonight, and I want to thank everybody that submitted questions, all these uh, questions and trades and whatever. Thank you. This is what we're here for. Um, our last one for tonight uh, comes from at Dynasty, well, Dynasty Bash at Bushito78. And his question is, do you look for certain metrics and linebackers 
or do you do you do your scouting more film based? Uh, for me, I'm a big film guy. I love breaking down film, watching games. You know, I, I think film can tell you so much. I mean, it really can. It just, if you really get into it, you can, if you focus, especially if you focus on the player. And, and his second part of his question is, where would you plant Mark, Micah Parsons right now in Dynasty Leagues? So, for me, I have watched Micah Parsons for the past three years. Freshman, sophomore, opted out, of course. But his first two years, I have watched a ton of his film, seen what he's good at, seen what he's bad at. For me, I'm a big film guy. You know, I know Al and <laughs> excuse me, Kyle. Al Davis, high weight speed. That's what he was after. Mm -hmm. I get it. If you have the size, you have the weight. And you have the speed, I get it. Huge, huge, huge. But for me, if you have those things and you don't know how to use them, then what good is it? You know, I'll look at the film too. You know, how did you play against... And this is one of my big things. How did you play against the inferior competition? In other words, if you're an SEC player, how did you perform against Division II competition? You know, basically bye weeks when Alabama are playing Division II competition. Also, how did you play when you were playing the elite? How did Alabama play when they were playing Georgia or LSU or Florida or whoever? LSU. I think there is a lot to be learned from film. And that's on any player. It doesn't matter if you're an SEC guy or if you're a ACC guy or if you're a Division II guy. Film tells you so freaking much about your game. Now, far as metrics and stats, you know, your height, weight, build. Um, you know, did you have 500 tackles in Division Two? but who did you play? And how many tackles did you have against two? Um, it's kind of a balancing act. Uh for me, I'm a film guy. I believe in film. I don't know about you, Kyle, but film is where, you know, you can go to the combine and you can, you can, here's my problem. <laughs> you can go to these training camps or whatever competitions and they can train you to run fast. They can train you to jump high. They can train you to run this shuttle. They can train you to do this. But your game film will tell you more. When the game is on the line, when you're in that heated battle, how did you perform in coverage? How did you do as a pass rusher? 
how did you do as an edge or an or an outside linebacker? I'm a true believer in film. I, for me, I think that tells you more than anything. But I, there is components where your height, weight, speed, your testing, how high did you jump, how fast did you run. I get it. I love it. That is a factor. Kyle, where do you differ from me? Uh, no, I'm um, I'm a film guy as well. I like to watch the player. I like to see how they react, what do their instincts look like. Can they successfully drop back in front of linebacker? Can they turn their hips and drop a coverage? Do they have a good feeling zone? You know, do, can they stick with the tight end and running back and man coverage? Do they get downhill with authority? You know, do they flow with the play and stop the outside run? I like to – I'm a film guy too. I like to I like to watch the game and see what my eyes tell me. And um, it's always nice when the metrics match up to what you see. You know, you know, you, the, the guy, what's his play speed look like compared to what does he run? You know, if, if you're questioning, does he have the sideline to sideline range? Um, you know, there's always the, you know, like Chris Borland was one guy that always sticks out. I know his career was short, but when he came out of Wisconsin, you know, everybody said he's, he's got short arms or does he quite have the range? But the guy was just, just had great instincts and he knew how to play the game. And he was just a tackle machine. And he was awesome for his short span that he played in San Francisco. But he was a guy everybody had questions about, but he just – he had it, you know. He just knew how to play the game, and he had good instincts and awareness, and he filled his run gaps. And um, I'm a big film guy as well. Um, it's always nice when the metrics do match up, though, you know. Like, think like last year, um, Logan Wilson out of Wyoming. He checked in with 6'3", 243 or 242, and then weren't quite sure how fast he was. He looked like he had pretty good play speed, but they ended up running a 4.63 at the combine. You're like, okay, that's good. It's a solid – Solid number for a guy his size and speed tells you that he's probably got solid range. You know, uh, we have to be seeing. He's still got to get a little more playing time in Cincinnati, but um, but no. Anyway, uh, not to get on a tangent, but uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely a film guy too. I like to watch the players. I enjoy watching the film. I like to see the different attributes different guys have. They're a big linebacker, small linebacker. How they they play through the trash and the traffic and get it done. Um, definitely something to be said about watching the film and seeing what a guy has. Um, the metrics are, are good too. They'll tell you a lot of things as well, but um, I, I lean more towards film than what my eyes tell me, but it's good when they match up though. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, as far as our breakdown of Parsons, second part of his question, where do we rank him right now in dynasty? Oh, yeah. rankings? Um. Man, so so tough to break this down because he doesn't have a team. Um, and if you've followed me for a while, you know that I love Micah Parsons. Uh, you know, I think he's as talented as any linebacker that we've seen in quite some time. But we all know landing position, where what team you land with, is so freaking huge right now. So for me, uh, Parsons is the LB1 without a doubt in this class. Let me see where he lands and I'll tell you where he ranks. Yeah, it's definitely tough without knowing. Um, man, if I had to put a number on it though, he's probably gonna creep into the top 20 ish range, maybe around that 20 number. 
Let's go. Nice. It, it, it's tough. Nice. To say. 20, 25, just without knowing. I'm a big fan of his talent. Um, I am yeah. too. We'll see. Yeah, landing spot says a lot, though. We'll see. Um, but definitely, he's going to go or he should go pretty high in the draft, and and uh, we'll see. But uh, definitely like him as a player. Cool, cool, cool. So, you know, Dan would be passed out right now. He'd be like, oh, my God. It's dark outside. I gotta go to bed. Um, <laughs> um, great show tonight. Um, and we will continue this conversation on our Patreon coming up next. Uh, before we get to that, um, I want to thank myfantasyleague.com. Uh, they have been our sponsor for the IDP Invitational and so many of our other leagues, uh, IDP Nation Listener Leagues 1 and 2. Thank them. They do so much as far as charity and that type of stuff. Um, it seems like every day I'm seeing something that they do that no other league does. They set their self a far and apart from everybody else. You know what? You know, I'm a big believer in you pay what you get for. Or you get what you pay for. Sorry. Um, you know, it's just like buying a tool. You know, you go to Kmart or Walmart and you buy this crappy tool. Sure, you're getting a good deal on it. But you go your, you go to Sears and you buy your craftsman tool. You're getting that lifetime guarantee. You're getting that quality award and I think that's what MFL does. They set their self apart. Uh, like I said, they've helped us out on the IDP Invitational. They've helped us out on the um, IDP Nation or Listening Leagues 1 and 2. Thank you for all they did do and they're always updating their stuff coming out, you know, we're ahead of this, giving you updates on this. So thank them for that. Um, and then our next sponsor, you know, Trophy Smack. I know NFL season's over. So why don't you crown your champion with something else? And right here's a ring that they sent to us. A lot of blame there. It's a lot of blame. I'm telling you. Blame. Blame, blame. Put your eyes out. Make you go blind, bling bling. I, I uh, take my glasses off, so bright. Yeah, yeah. Take your glasses off, Kyle, because you're gonna Damn. go. You're, you're gonna go. Oh my god, I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> but uh, you know what? This ring isn't even the beginning of what they do. Trophies, belts, plaques, whatever. Even if you have a loser in your league and, and I need to really pull that out but they sent me something to show up for the losers in your league you know what everybody loves to make the loser the toilet bowl winner of their league they love to make them stand up they have that type of stuff too so go follow my page I got it linked go follow trophysmack.com Use our link. Give us the help and get you something nice. And I'm telling you right now, this ring, I love this ring. We've showed it many times. 
and Dan can attest to you, their belts hold no candle to this ring. Their belts are a freaking amazing, amazing. So, you know, crown your champion. Super Bowl's over. It's time to pony up, whether you like them or whether you don't. Woo, Ric Flair style. Give them the love <laughs> they deserve. That's right, Kyle. I see you laughing. Yep. Give them the love that they deserve. Trophysmack.com. Go follow my Twitter handle. You can see that post. Uh, help us out. Help them out. Help us out. And uh, it's a good time. Whew, damn, Kyle. We've been at this almost an hour and 25 minutes. Good stuff, man. Kyle. Freaking Dan would be dying around. Me. He's like, oh my God, it's an hour. We're 25 minutes over an hour. I gotta go to bed. I gotta get I gotta teach school tomorrow. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, we had a lot to cover. A lot this of good is your questions. fault, Kyle. Hey, we had a lot of good questions to cover oh, yeah. tonight. Oh we... shit, yeah. Our our listener questions were on point. They were awesome. Hell. A lot of good questions, and we had to make sure you got all your love out for Devin White. So, Devin White <laughs> was it Devin White? Yep, <laughs> I thought it was Roquan. Wait a minute, was it Darius Leonard? Maybe, 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 as Dynasty Drip said, Zach Cunningham's on a job. Five guy. That's to be continued right there for you. To be continued. You and Trip, you and Trip need to hash this out. Trip. Adam IDP and you, Kyle, you're not leaving me alone. No, no, no. No, I'm in. I want to. I want to hang out for the debate. That's right. So, um, great show tonight, guys. Kyle, tell them where they can find you. Tell them what you do. Chuck all Norris. right. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Trick Bruce Lee. It's all about Chuck Norris. Texas Walker Ranger. <laughs> Right. I don't even know where to go with this. But, uh, you can find me on Twitter at kbelf54. Um, all my writings over at IDP guys. Uh, the site's back up. It looks great. Nate did an awesome job. Um, looks really cool. Easy to navigate. Um, I just wrote an article on micros. I wrote a Debbie IDP article. Um, check that out if you're interested. Um, working on rankings right now. Um, and then we'll be uh, working on our, our draft magazine still. Um, yeah, so always available for any questions or music res- recommendations or whatever it is, man. Hit me up. Um, always down the chat. Awesome. Put my thing out. Kyle, you're too humble, dude. Too humble. <laughs> uh, yes, by the way, IDP Guys site is back up and running. And it looks freaking amazing. Uh, Kyle done beat me to the punch. He's already got an article out. Go check it out. I'm like, oh my god, Kyle's Kyle's done beating my ass here. Um, a great article I read it today. Sorry, I was busy and didn't get to comment on as much as I'd like to. But oh, it's all good, man. I appreciate keep it. Keep killing it, bro. Keep killing it. Thanks, man. No, that's cool. Appreciate Absolutely, it. one of my. Favorite and best bringovers from any site, Kyle puts up with my shit. Screw <laughs> it in. Um, but yeah, go check his stuff out. Go check out IDP guys, it's back up and running. 
Oh man, we got so much freaking coming right now. Mm -hmm. uh, rankings, articles, freaking NFL, Devi. We got so much going on right now. It's it's not even crazy. Uh, be sure to follow us. Check us out. Um, as far as sponsors, Action Twenty Four Seven. Be sure to check them out if you're in the gambling. Uh, be sure to check out NFL because that's where most of my sites are held. I'm sure Kyle's and I know Dan's is for sure. Uh, yep. They do so much charity stuff right now, so be sure to check them out. Um, and you know what? Uh, check out uh, trophysmack.com. I know football season's over. A lot of you are doing basketball and baseball is about to start up. They have something for everyone. Rings, trophies, plaques, um, freaking championship belts. Those belts are off the chain. So be sure to get something for your league champion. We thank all y'all supporting us. And when you support them, you support us. Um, we're not begging, but it does help us with our costs. So we appreciate everyone right now. Um, damn, Kyle, have you even spoke tonight? I, I got a few words in. You got a few words in? Well, okay. Yeah. 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 That's about what Dan does. He gets a few words in, so we're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on IDP, guys. You can follow me at Reddit on King Titan 1, all this good stuff. And uh, you know what? You want to know more, more about Micah Parsons and where he stands, how we value him? Guess what? You can hear plenty of that. You can get our in-depth insight if you're a Patreon. And you know what? If you're a Patreon, if you join our top tier, our boy at Ethan Turner will give you his IDP. Well, no, it's just not IDP. I take that back. Offense he, and IDP. Yeah. He will give you his injury guide, offense and IDP. But you're only going to get that if you join us as a top-tier Patreon. So um, me and Kyle, we, we got a lot to say in the next little bit. So if you want to hear it, you know what? Join us on our Patreon. If not, we don't like you. <laughs> you know, my boy Shane's worst. He's got this down to a science. He's like, you know what? I really like my top-tier Patreons. If you're in the Patreon, screw you. I feel it. If you're in a Patreon, we don't even like you. We don't even know you right now. That's where I can hear Dan. He's cringing right now. He's cringing. He's like, oh, my God, this is where we end. But, but Shane's a genius. Shane's a freaking genius. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. If you're not a top-tier Patreon, eat shit. So, uh, you know what? Love you, Shane. Love you, Sops. Do not trade with Sops. I'm madman, by the way, but whatever. Oh. Uh, See, you're, you're falling off the wagon, Kyle. You, this is where Dan's cut me off, and you just fall. <sighs> Patreon, up next. Love you guys. Good night, everybody. Eh, like, we're out, <laughs> bastards. <laughs>